Welcome to Solo Sailing with Trev White and today I'm just going to talk about sailing from Sabu Sabu in Fiji to Namina Reef in Namina Island and then from there around to Bua Bay. So we've been sailing around Sabu Sabu, uh, Paradise, Dive Resort, Rainbow Reef and some of the local waters near Sabu Sabu for about three or four weeks exploring the local area, looking around, just visiting different um, tourist locations and just chilling out so we decided to move and we did our provisioning and as I stated previously on a podcast it was great provisioning in Savu Savu so we got about two weeks worth of food on top of our um, essential spares and decided to head off to Namina to go diving uh, looking for a bit of a weather window and the other reason we needed to leave was to uh, get our windlass repaired. So our windlass was barely working and I couldn't get it repaired in Savu Savu. I either needed to send it to Verda Marina or buy a new one. And uh, I thought I'd give a try at Verda before I um, laid out four or five grand on a new windlass. So that was a bit of a challenge in my head, not having a windlass, but we decided to go anyway. On the day of our departure, it was a beautiful morning. The wind was um, probably north, uh, northeast, about 10 knots. And it looked like it was going to stay that, you know, uh, that direction and that speed most of the day. So we sailed out probably 8.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock uh, from the river. Sailed down the coast past the Jean-Michel Dive Resort, beautiful spot. Uh, and then we rounded... Um, Reef Point, or basically sail past it on our way to Namina. And Namina is about a 26 nautical mile sail. So it's about a five hour sail for Tintin. And we were doing pretty well. And about halfway there, the wind started to pick up, as it does. And by the time we got to Namina, we had 25 to 30 knot more northerly wind. Not quite northerly, but you know, it started to come around a bit more. And it wasn't looking like it was going to be the most uh, relaxed anchorage. And the anchorage is inside a fringing reef uh, on a small island, and the reef has got a uh, sorry. The island is has got reef all around. It's also very deep. The anchorage it um, it goes from you know decent anchorage at about you know five meters uh, with one or two moorings to about twenty or thirty meters very quickly. And our problem was there were several boats in there taking the choice locations, um, and we were left with you know anchoring in 25 meters of water further out with the wind also starting to wrap around the island and making it more surgy so it took me two or three tries to get the anchor in a bit of a hard bottom and i was dragging up the anchor chain and scope by hand or 50 meters so i was pretty much exhausted by the time we got an anchor in and we had probably 100 meters out with the road it was reasonably comfortable but it was deteriorating with the uh, the weather conditions the wind was increasing the swell was wrapping around the island more and we weren't getting the protection that we forecast but we decided to stay there that evening and we thought we might be able to get a dive in but the weather pretty much stayed 25 to 35 and we could have dived on the island but it wasn't that um, clear um, we were trying to get out to the reef, but the reefs just weren't safe, in my opinion, to dive. So if you take your dinghy out there, 
I've got a 10 horsepower, pretty reliable engine. A little rip. It goes okay, but it's not super powerful. And um, last thing you need to be doing is sitting on a reef a mile or two miles away from your boat in deteriorating conditions. So as much as my girlfriend wanted to go diving, I wasn't going to uh, risk it. Um, so we, yeah, we stayed there overnight and the conditions continued to deteriorate and in the morning I decided it was not going to be safe to stay at Namina, sadly, because it was a beautiful spot and I didn't really want to wait out three or four days there for potentially better weather coming. So we, uh, we packed up, got the anchor up again, another morning workout and sailed out of the, uh, the reef area. Now, the reef itself is basically a large lagoon surrounded by reef. Has, you know, uh, different charting software. It has different um, indicators, you know, uh, passage marks. None of these were uh, there when we arrived. So you are pretty much doing eyeball navigation and you need to pick the time of day to get the best visual references as you come in because it's not the place where you want to be shipwrecked. So when we were leaving, we uh, we went to a uh, a passage further into the lagoon that allowed us, well, it was a South Save Attack passage, that's what it's called. And um, from there, we went to the Nadi passage to get into um, Bua Bay or into the Bua Bay you know, uh, access area. And by the time we got up there, conditions had eased off and then we we sailed deeper into um, this area and by mid-afternoon the wind had dropped off because we were tucked in behind the island now. So we just motored, motor sailed up to uh, Bua Bay and by the time yeah, we arrived at Bua Bay, it's probably about four o'clock in the afternoon, it was beautiful, like it was dead calm, you know, we're motoring up passage which is probably about 100, 150 metres wide. It's quite visible. It was um, it was low tide, which is what I like when I'm coming into um, reef areas that I don't I don't know, so I can see where all the uh, the reefs are. And we then um, got into uh, Bua Bay, and we went into the um, the southern area of the bay, and we tucked in behind a um, a headland closer to where it's marked as airfield on the map. Couldn't really see an airfield, could see a house in the distance. We could probably in about four metres of mud. So it's quite low terrain all around the bay and the weather does you know, sweep through there. But the um, we were probably getting about 25 knots again out in the bay. We weren't getting the protection from the, uh, yeah, the passage. And we, uh, yeah, we just dropped the anchor. In fact, this time I tried a different anchor. I uh, tried the... Uh, the Admiralty on just rope road rather than using the chain because I was just trying to save a bit of work and I figured that uh, if it did drag you know, I had a quite a large bay so on the first time down it did actually drag um, and then I reset the anchor a couple of hours later and um, it held really well so with the conditions still blowing we decided just to hang there for a couple of days get a bit of work done you know uh, could just set up Starlink and work in the cockpit I did a work on the boat, Randy did a bit of work, um, 
for her business. And then quite relaxing, just chilling out. It was a really nice little spot. I mean, the water wasn't suitable to go diving in. It was quite dirty. But it was reasonably relaxing, do a bit of fishing and uh, just do a bit of exploring in the dinghy. Um, but after a couple of days, it was getting a bit uh, bit boring. We decided we wanted to go somewhere else. And one of our friends had previously gone to Yadua uh, Island. And they said they had some fantastic diving there. So we um, checked it out and we decided that uh, we'd give that a try. Anchorage that we chose was on the south west side of the island. And ideally, it was going to be protected from the um, oncoming wind. So we still had a, uh, a northeasterly coming, 20 to 25. Um, and at times, it just dropped right off. Uh, but, yeah, it would come through in surges. So we thought we'll go over there for a couple of days and we'll give that a try. So we got the pickup and we uh, we started motor sailing across to Yudua. And we ended up, um, well, the wind picked right up again, so it was probably blowing 30 to 35 knots by the time we... Um, we got to Yudua, so we went to the north of the island and just sailed down the north of the island, protecting from the oncoming winds. Come around into um, Savuki Harbour, and we it is quite a bit of a, you know, it's a, a tight anchorage. You know, there's quite a bit of reef in there, bombies. So as we got into the harbour, we hung to the southern side and, you know, could skirt around the reef. We could see the reef. And we just stayed to the south, and the anchorages are more to the south. Um, and we anchored uh, probably middle of the bay. There was one other yacht in there, uh, a catamaran. So they had the prime spot, but there was enough room for about four boats, five boats. And we anchored um, down in the south and nearer to the reef, so we could go and check out the reef without too long of a dinghy passage. And it was quite a beautiful little spot. Uh, was blowing its ass off when we arrived, so we we just got the pick in, got set, and just chilled out there for the rest of the day, uh, waiting on the weather to calm down. But it never did. So we uh, the next day we went and did a bit of exploring around the island, and and it's a classic little uh, Pacific island. There used to be a copra plantation there at some stage. Uh, someone may have lived in that area, but. All the inhabitants of the island lived on the other side, so it's pretty quiet as well. Did a bit of fishing, never really got much. There wasn't a lot of fish there, also went um, spearfishing, didn't see anything. And then, yeah, we were just exploring, and we ended up meeting up some locals. So they had a, a small copper plantation, coconuts and uh, breadfruit and some other uh, products I had there. And they were coming in every day, you know, spearfishing on the outer reefs, collecting coconuts, collecting um, firewood. And we struck up a bit of a conversation, you know, I was trying to get some fresh fish and uh, we wanted some coconuts. So while we're in there, you know, the guys literally just climbed a 60, 70 foot, you know, coconut um, tree, no protection, just straight up, grabbed us some coconuts. And um, the next day they came back around and they gave us some fish. So they said that Cicatera, which is the fish poisoning uh, bug that's in some of the Pacific was uh, prevalent on their island but if you ate the small fish you were less likely to um, to suffer from cicatera so that's why they were eating all the small fish so we just collected a couple of small fish that they had to offer and um, thank them and one thing I, I do when I go to the, some of these places is I give the locals just tools of trade really so I have um, single shot uh, spear guns, 
and spare fins, spare masks. I just picked these up, you know, um, places where I see sales. And I gave the um, young guy a some coconuts and some fish. Uh, some new set of fins, new face mask, and, you know, some cash for the um, for their children's schooling. Because they don't really have a lot of means to make money in these places. So in some small way, you uh, you pay them for their um, their gifts of food back however you can that's you know relevant to them and yeah so we enjoyed some you know fresh coconut and some nice fish and just chilled there for a few more days but um we never really got any chance of the wind easing up and the the dives that we knew about were on the outside of the reef and they were pretty much exposed to the wind so uh, one day we um decided to go down and give it a try and we were just tucked in behind a headland anchored in there um well, I managed the uh, the dinghy around, went for a uh, a dive, but the visibility was terrible. So probably better in summer than in winter, because it seemed that island was just windswept the whole time, and it just never let up. If if it did, uh, it certainly wasn't when we were there. So I would call it the windy island. It was a, uh, a difficult place to to hang. I mean, it's a beautiful little spot. You can tuck up in in the bay quite quite readily and it's reasonably protected but the wind doesn't let up and it's not always easy to go exploring in the dinghy something happens you get blown out to sea you know you're going to be in the air sours if you're lucky so yeah after a few days we um we wanted also to uh, check out volley volley so um that was on our list of places to try and get to and it was across the bay so it was probably about a day sail to get to volley volley so one morning after uh, seeing their we just decided it was time to go, got the anchor up, and um, you know, the conditions had eased off to about 20 knots, so we, we got out of the harbour and uh, made sail for uh, Volley Volley. The wind was just uh, just from the wrong angle, coming pretty much you know, in the direction of Volley Volley, so we really couldn't sail to it, so we decided to sail down past it and, and hopefully we could motor back up. It wasn't too bad a sail, but it was probably you know, 25 to 30 knots. And that was, you know, getting a little lumpy. And the passage into um, into volleyball, which is Nanu Nu Passage, was unworkable. It was just, um, it was white water uh, when we're coming closer to it. And uh, I didn't want to risk it. The next passage down was still, was still just terrible. So uh, in the end, I ended up sailing all the way down to Manoeuvre Passage which was a wider passage, more clearly marked and a bit more protected. We sort of come down further into the island, so we were now getting some protection from the uh, the reef and the headlands. And we came into that passage, we'd um, basically uh, paid off going to Volley Volley. It would have been another few hours against the wind to get back up there, you know, skirting in between the reefs, which uh, on that day wasn't desirable. And what we did then was we found a little, little tiny bay. You know, it's uh, as you come in through Minerva Passage and you come a little way south. There's a tiny little bay marked on the charts, and um, it was getting late in the afternoon, so we decided that looked like a decent spot, and we just slowly worked our way in there. It's about five meters, and as we worked in. Yeah, we found a spot that was sort of tucked up in behind a bit of the headland and the mangroves. And we got into about uh, probably two metres of water at one stage. It was a bit too shallow. 
and uh, we're at the bottom of the tide again and uh, and I selected an anchorage at three meters so it was uh, it was the bottom of the tide and we got the pick in um, not a lot of room to to drag you know it's a reef behind you reef in front of you reef around you but we got a decent pick in back it in and yeah we were protected from the wind uh, it was a good spot there wasn't really any mosquitoes in there and we decided just to chill there for a couple of days. It was quite a scenic spot. Um, it wasn't, again, a place where you could go diving or fishing, but the reef wasn't far from there, so it's only really a dinghy ride. But we found that the visibility was was terrible while we were there, so it wasn't really worth going diving. But on a good day, you weren't far from the um, the reef to go diving if, uh, if it was suitable. So we spent a couple of days just chilling out in this location. It was pretty relaxing. Just did a bit of boat work, and um, and after that we just decided to uh, head further south. I wanted to go into Matoka, which is a little town not far from um, Vuda Marina, and uh, that area offered me the potential to get you know the windlass repaired, buy spare parts. I was looking for a um, a two hundred amp. Uh, circuit breaker for my uh, my windlass which I kept blowing out and uh, a couple of other you know, parts that I couldn't get anywhere else so we got up early in the next morning and um, we decided that we were going to make a run for Latuka so it was feasible to get there in that day it was a beautiful day it was a light 10 knot breeze conditions were actually in our favour uh, it was really just a reach so uh, offshore reach so we just cruised down and yeah, it was a nice sail actually. It was um, it was easy easy sailing. You know, all the reefs were uh, really visible. You know, we went down um, past the uh, the West Mining uh, Co-op Jetty, which is just south of where we were anchored. And then we just slowly worked our way through the um, through the uh, inshore passage in between the reef and the mainland. I think we had you know, at least six metres all the way. Didn't have too many close encounters with um, with the reefs, reefs or bombies. Uh, but you've really got to be careful. You've got to you know stay awake and uh, monitor the pass, uh, transit marks and the um, and and other shipping. You know, there's quite a bit of shipping moving around some of these areas. But you know we got uh, we got down into uh, Latoka. We didn't quite make it to Latoka. We made it to a little bay just north of Latoka, uh, Vitagu Bay. And we got there at probably 5.30. Like it, was, it was almost last light. But it's a big bay, and we just you know, threw the pick down, about six metres of water. It held pretty well, and that's where we anchored for the night. And again, it was a really easy bay. One of the problems with uh, Latoka... There's a lot of industry there, so it can be quite dirty. We found that this bay was a little further out. We weren't getting uh, a lot of that pollution. Again, just had a slow start in the morning, got up, and um, you know, worked our way down to Latoka. So we anchored closer to uh, Banaka Island um, in about 14, 15 metres of, of water. And it was... Probably it is a muddy bottom. It's it's a really quite a dirty spot. Like the water's dirty, the environment's quite dirty because there's a sugar 
sugar cane mill and there's a lot of other industry they seem to burn plastics at the local tip um yeah i mean uh, pollution wise it's disgusting but it ha it is a town and there's a lot of resources there one of the things that was there we've been out for a couple of weeks so we needed um fresh food uh we were trying to just get a, a decent meal somewhere and um and i was after some you know engineering parts electrical parts so straight across from Banaka Island, and we went in probably, I don't know, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But, you know, he took the dinghy across, and on the charts there's something called a sewer outfall. But it's a little, little tiny channel which is carved in the coral, and that's where the dinghy that goes across to the resort at Banaka Island is. And we just went in there, tied up our dinghy. It's a pretty shitty sort of spot. Um, and you need to be careful of the tides, otherwise your dinghy will be hanging upside down. But we went in there, and you know, it only oh, 100 metres is the supermarket. The supermarket is really good. Just around the corner was uh, a bottle shop for alcohol and McDonald's, you know, 150 metres away. Um, and, and then town itself is probably about a 500 metre walk, and the, play, the engineering shops that I was chasing, probably a couple of kilometres away. So we sort of did the did the works of those, trying to get you know quotes for engineering on the on the windlass, electrical parts. Most of the things we were chasing we couldn't get, but they could order them in. And uh, yeah, we you know just picked up the shopping, uh, went back to um, boat, had a bit of dinner, but we decided to stay there for a couple of days just to chill out, look around. Uh, what we found was Banaka Island has a quite a good restaurant, um, welcomes yachties. It wasn't a very busy time we were there. Um, and food was reasonably priced, reasonably, reasonably good quality. So we went in there, had a couple of meals. It's a good spot for beer. I'm um, not sure it's the greatest resort in the world, but um, it's it was handy for our, our uh, requirements. And from uh, Latoka area, we decided to go down to uh, Vuda Marina. So Vuda sort of a first come, first go type of place. You know, you ring your head. You don't really get that much um, response. It's sort of you go to Vuda and then you um, you ring them up on the on the you know, channel sixteen and, and ask for a position and they just sort of fit you in. It's a it's a crazy sort of place. You know, um, from the outside there's a little little cut in the reef. You go in and there's a big circular marina and now there's another new marina, which is a square design, so like an inner marina, outer marina. It's a cyclone shelter in, in cyclone season. But, you know, coming into uh, Vuda Marina for the first time is an experience for most yachties. Um, you go in, or you get welcomed in, and you get met by a you know, escort boat, and then they go and find you a spot. And really, you're just squeezing in between two other yachts or two other boats, depending on what's there. In our case, we went in between two boats, so they literally just loosen off some lines and pull the boats apart, and then you're supposed to slowly and gently squeeze in with all your fenders out until you fit in and um, and they tie you up. So you, you've got bow lines, stern lines, and you're all in a you know, big circular basin. So very close to your neighbours, and um, but it's a re relatively secure place. Uh, it is you know, quite disgusting there. Yeah, the water's disgusting, mozzies, rats. But it's uh, one of the few marinas that's available, and it has all the resources you need. It's got haul out. It's got you know um, a good 
good number of services. And in my case, I was um, I was looking for a guy to uh, rebuild my winch. And I found a guy, you know, very clever dude, uh, runs a successful business, but he's got so much work on that he's constantly, you know, bouncing between people. And I will put a link uh, for the services um, that we found at Buddha on the website because he's a great guy. But yeah, we um, went in there and tied up and pretty much that was, you know, we're there for the next couple of weeks waiting on getting the, uh, the windless service. We did a couple of inland trips, um, which I can sort of talk about in the next next couple of po- uh, podcasts. And uh, yeah, we went to went to the pub a lot, to be honest, at, um, at Buda, which is good. Good to sit around just talking to yachties, drinking far too much rum. And probably spending far too much money, but yeah, that's what you do when you go sailing and you're stuck in a marina waiting for things to be fixed. But that was our trip. Um, I think everybody who goes to Fiji ends up at Vuda at some stage. There is another marina there. It caters more to super yachts and larger vessels. And uh, whilst I was there, I, I just couldn't get in. There was uh, no vacancies. I was very happy to be at Vuda. Yeah, the people there are lovely. Like they're very welcoming and uh, very helpful. Anything you need, they they try and uh, make it work. But it's a bit expensive, I, f- I believe, and the um, chandlery is also quite quite expensive, but it's you're in the middle of Fiji and they have what you need. So that was a trip from Sabu Sabu down to Nadi or, you know, Vuda Marina and, you know, some of our little adventures on the way. Thanks for joining and I uh, hope you have safe sails. Thank you very much.